Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> How are you? Heidi ho good neighbor. You're so well lit. I am? Yeah. I can't see myself right now. Oh. I'll be able to see myself, I guess, maybe tomorrow when I'm editing this episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's great. I'm so glad I'm so well lit. Think of how beautiful you look. <sighs> constantly thinking about how beautiful i will look <laughs> you know on camera right after i'm camera ready yeah, yeah. all ready for pilot season uh-huh. you know well hey babe welcome to episode 58 oh hey well thank you thanks for welcoming me you're welcome to this episode <laughs> that's wonderful i welcome all of you to this wonderful episode episode 58 of team babe i would like to call it Episode 50 Hateful 8. The episode 50 Hateful 8? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why is that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't want to tell you tales out of school or anything, but uh, this episode got off to a little bit of a rough start. It did? I I feel like this has been going great. I mean, Ever since we started doing the episode. Really? Yeah, things have just been peachy. Hmm. Was it, did that asshole producer get get like fresh with you or something? No. No? He ate too many Wheaties or something. <laughs> too many Wheaties? <laughs> Does he have celiac you, disease? Yeah. You're filling your Wheaties today. I'm feeling my oats. Uh-huh. What does that mean anyway? Like you're feeling your oats? Like you're all jacked up. And Why would oats jack you up? Are you some sort of creature that's like... That, like carbs who for like oats are like catnip for you or something <laughs> you're just like yeah i think it comes from feeding cattle personally oh and they like kick up their heels when they get well they get more out of it they get more out of the oats than they do hay you know like they got a burst of energy so when they're like pulling the plow you know they can like pull it extra oh far. so you're feeling it yeah. they're feeling it yeah that's cool yeah, that's my interpretation. I don't yeah. Know. No, that's interesting. I like that. I would encourage you to look it up in the Encyclopedia. <laughs> the Encyclopedia Britannica? Mm-hmm. Cool, I'll do that. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing we we learned recently? Oh, former uh, podcast guest, Jesse, uh, told us, uh, uh, informed us of the, the true... Um, origin of ratchet oh yeah remember that yeah remember how we talked about where did ratchet come from yeah and where where did it i kind of forgot (laughs) oh it's uh wretched yeah so it was like a i'm still confused about that because to me a ratchet is something you use when you fix a car or something well that's the wrench yeah yeah like a ratchet amen that makes that irritating noise you know so I thought it was more about that. I love that. that noise. You do? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're different in some ways. I don't know if There's you There's something about that that's soothing to me. Because it's, mm. like, it's like I'm putting some shit together, you know? It's like, ooh, we're getting close here mm. to some shit being put together. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry that the podcast producer was such a dickhead. Me too tonight yeah 
I mean, I feel like it's really like started this energy off uh, very low. <laughs> you are correct, sir. For me. <laughs> I feel kind of like oh. this whole episode might just be a flat line. Yeah, that's you possible. Know, whereas like many of our other ones are just like... A roller coaster of wild excitement. Yeah, it's basically like the Top Gun ride. Yeah. That I've never been on. Oh, that's too bad. Are we going to go to Six Flags? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go to Disneyland? They're all closed, Are we going to go to Disney World? Are we going to go to Disneyland Paris? Well, if you thought we were going to go, I think we waited too long. You know? You don't think I can handle Top Gun? I mean, I only went on it like six times, so you might you might be too scared. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Oh man, you're calling me out. Oh, I'm busting your chops. <laughs> <laughs> man, <laughs> this is hurting <sighs> so bad. <laughs> Are you loving you it? You rocked me to my core, my darling. Oh, sorry. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> Let's be friends. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think the the podcast producer, you know, probably has best intentions, you know, because I think the podcast producer, you know, like the production staff have been talking about trying to, you know, make the video better, do this, do that, make some changes, you know, up, up our game, you know, as yeah. a show. Yeah. You know, and, um. I think they're just wound a little tight. I gotcha. Perhaps. Feeling some pressure. Perchance to dream. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think like like a lot of things right now, you know, people are just on edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Me included. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's only going to take one more little straw and then the camel may snap, you know. The camel may snap. We put Damn. one too many straws on their back. Yeah. Yep. Huh. I wonder if that, that I mean, that, that saying has to come from, this is our new podcast where we just analyze <laughs> sayings. So boring. <laughs> this is our podcast where you watch us sleep. <laughs> I toss and turn a lot. You'll see that. Um, okay. <laughs> All righty. So, um, this producer that you're talking about, you know, it's almost as if this is some other person. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a part of your split personality? Yeah. Okay. It's Ted. It's part of your schizophrenia. Have you met Ted? Oh, I met him. Yeah. I'm thinking about firing Ted's him. Ted's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about reprimanding him big time. We might have to let Ted go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like to bring back Susie. <laughs> Susie? <laughs> I liked Susie. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, Ted's a great editor. I'm, I'm going to keep him around for that. Yeah. It's amazing that our producer is also our editor. Yeah. There's a small staff here. Yeah. Team babe. Yeah. Know? You know, people wear many hats. Isn't that the truth? Sometimes I don't wear a hat. Sometimes I do. I almost never wear a hat. But I do work many jobs. Yeah, you wear the metaphorical hats of the mini job workings, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I wear the captain hat. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I think that's something to get like really excited about, though, is that um, you know, we're, um, the whole staff is coming together, hands across America, 
They're joining in. Feed the children. Feed save the, the world. children. <laughs> yeah. Save the whales. Mm-hmm. Save everything. Yep. Save it all. Yeah. Save all your money. Uh huh. Yeah, except for you know what you pledged to us on our Patreon. Uh, so on that note, um, <laughs> we uh, no, there are some changes coming for real. Um, at least we hope so, because we got you know like plans, but we're not gonna say anything about them just yet. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, you know, and uh, just like we've been changing our camera angles. Yeah, we're doing we're doing a lot of experiments. Changing our hats. We're experimenting with some things. Some of those things are being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Some of those things are being super cool. Some of those things are camera angles. We dabble in all kinds of things. We like to dabble. Yeah. You know, dabble, do you? Speaking of pressures and whatnot, um, I had a little story to tell you about my work day. Oh. So I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, One of my coworkers said, um, Tell me something good. And I was like, oh, no, the pressure. Tell you something good. So, I mean, it's funny how that put me so on the spot, you know? Well, I think it's just because you're such a negative person most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the times that we live in no. or anything like that. Um, and so I had to, like, say something about what I did in my personal life because I could not like come up with like a work related good thing for some reason. Not that there wasn't any, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, I told her she put me under major pressure. You told her that she put you under pressure. And then I was like, all right, so now you got to tell me something good. Yeah. But she had the same problem. She was like, uh, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) well, I guess that indicates she was actually listening, which is nice. Oh yeah. Instead of like, she was just going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And thinking about like what she was going to say. No, she, she was definitely listening. She was a good listener. (laughs) Tell me something good. Mm -hmm. Tell me that you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I don't know. We, uh, we're getting ready to head head out of town for a few days that's good that's also adding to the the time frame you know pressure yeah a little bit here too yeah filling filling the pressure cooker yeah yeah recording some episodes on days when we don't normally gotta do some quick edits yeah gotta pack the car and get gas <laughs> and get cash and oh my do gosh. all the things my day tomorrow starts at 8 a.m and we'll i'm sure continue well into the night and then, yeah. and some producer told me I had to get up at three o'clock in the morning to go on this vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" This is the the vacate the producer of your mm-hmm. vacation. Mm-hmm. This guy huh. really runs me around. I'll wow. tell you what. <laughs> you got a real knack for hiring assholes. It sounds like maybe you should let me do the hiring from oh. now on. Okay. Dude, anytime you want to take over all the things I do, I'm like ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay. Do it. Yeah. I'm going to become an ar- the artist that I was always meant to be. Mm. The artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Babe. <laughs> It'll just be some weird B-shaped <laughs> sign or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a nail through it. But, uh, a pig's heart in the shape of a yeah. bee with a nail through it. Now you're talking. Yeah, dude. But yes, we are actually going to go on this vacation. It seems kind of crazy. 
you know, given the COVID and all that. But, yeah, um, we will be wearing our hazmat suits the entire time. I mean, it's kind of like now or never is how I feel about it. It's like, you know, in, in just a week, everybody going to be like, nope, we screwed up. Everybody go home. Everybody go home and stay home for good. Yeah. So um, I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little spot on the beach before it's too late. <laughs> you know, like a hip hop artist, you are going to get yours. Yeah, like I always do. <laughs> That's my MO. Yeah. Well, uh, what else uh what else is going on? What else is going on this week? Yeah. Um Carl Reiner died. Yeah. Ninety eight years old. That's a um, good long life. Good long life. I mean, your fucking grandma is putting the hurt on everybody <laughs> in this department though. Uh what in like couple of days saturday that lady is gonna be 103 mm-hmm. yep that's correct holy shit and we will not be here to witness it we will not we had you know we talked about it we had our little celebration yes i have to go to san diego on the fourth of july <laughs> it's just something i have to do now yeah team babe instituted a policy a few years back where we no longer after after grandma's hundredth birthday Yes, and that was 37 years of my life. Yeah, every year attending, we decided that we were going to officially peace out yeah. on July 4th, I think every year. Yeah, pretty So much. far, it's been every year. Yep. We haven't broken the spell yet. So, yeah, it would have been a, a shame if COVID like forced us to break the spell in some way. I think mm-hmm. we probably still would have gone somewhere. <laughs> but like when we talked about this months ago, we didn't know where. Yeah where yeah. it was going to be right know, so <laughs> yeah so you know we'll um we're going to be safe you know we're going to just do our do our thing and stay the hell away from people <laughs> yeah i'm going to be living dangerously you're personally. gonna you are oh yeah oh what are you going to be doing i don't know like wrestling around and stuff with people with strangers i mean yeah you know probably go to the gym ew you know, um, if you do that, I'm going to put you in quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. We're probably going to have to be put uh, be in quarantine anyway. Yeah. When we come back. But you could be separated. From in, you? Yeah. How will I sleep? Yeah. So don't wrestle with strangers. <laughs> How will I record a podcast? <laughs> exactly. Fuck. Man, you better behave. To quarantine together. You know? Yeah. This crisis has brought on so many things that we just never considered. <laughs> you know? Yes. It sure has. Let's talk about it for like two or three hours. Hell Talk no. about the crisis. That's all anybody's <laughs> talking about. Okay? I mean, if you want to yeah. hear that, go somewhere else. Well, yeah. Carl <laughs> Reiner dying is sad. But yeah, 98, that's a good long life. But. I mean, that dude was so fucking funny and, uh, you know, best friends with Mel Brooks and whatever and, you know, watching their antics and hearing stories about them hanging out and, have you know, having fun and <laughs> seeing both of them with, like, food stuck in the corner <laughs> of their mouths on that was great. <laughs> comedians in cars getting coffee and stuff just like i don't know something heartwarming about it so yeah for sure it is a bummer and anytime somebody like that dies that i'm a fan of like and they're old like that i mean it's always bad when somebody dies but like 
I guess, you know, maybe it's a little easier when they've lived a good long life, you know, and it wasn't like some extended horrific illness or something like right. that, you know? Right. But like, all I can think of is like, why did somebody like, I mean, it's a shitty thought, but why did somebody like <laughs> interesting and funny and stuff like go when like your grandma is just like. <laughs> Like not a fun person to be around, not funny. Like, and she she is one hundred and three. It's like you gotta be mean. Yeah. It's like that song where that lady's like, "You gotta be bold. You gotta be something. You gotta oh, be wiser geez. and all that." Ugh. It's like your grandma's version would be like, "You gotta be mean. You gotta be stingy. You gotta be a miser." <laughs> In fact, we should make. It. Yeah, no, we shouldn't. That's horrible. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So I uh, I thought about that. Yeah. You know, we kind of talked about that a little bit. I thought about it and I was like, why why is that? And, you know, I've been racking my brain for a long time as to why. Why this particular person has been selected in the fates, you know, to live uh, seemingly indefinitely. You if know? the fates allow. Yeah. And uh, they're allowing, you know, and it's like, well, why? What is the lesson that we should all learn or what is the purpose of someone living so long and really doing so little or contributing like very little to, you know, I mean, it sounds lame, but I mean, if you knew her, you would agree with me. Um, (laughs) If you knew her like we knew her or know her, Um, it'd be, yeah, different feelings. One, all I can come up with is this. Um, we are supposed to learn from her life um, because it is this e- eternity of time that has been wasted. Mm-hmm. And two, I think that she is continuing to live because, I mean, she's just healthy enough to live scientifically. But a lot of people, you know, like they kind of decide that they're done right yeah. at some point right they kind of think about it and they're like you know kind of did all the things i did all know? the things I'm i wanted tired. to do i'm tired uh, her, you know her husband's been done for like 25 years yeah um i mean that alone to me would be enough to say well that that was enough or whatever but i don't think it's ever occurred to her because she hasn't done anything I think it goes beyond that, though. Like, I mean, I don't know. Thinking about it, it's like, it's like she's she she hasn't even ever thought about anything like that. Right. Like, that's what I, I think mean. there. I think there's zero thought of even the fact that she could die. Right. She's just like, well, no. I just get up and I do the thing <laughs> that I do every day. I'm doing pretty good for an old woman, you know. Blah blah blah. And like she gets tippy and shit and she loses more teeth and she's like, well, I got to get up in the morning. Like if she could, she would be out, you know, cleaning out the gutters and like mowing and shit. Right. Yeah. But now she can't like she's getting wobbly. Yeah. She's kind of giving that up. Surprising to me, actually. Yeah. But um, yes, she does. She has retained her life force because she didn't have any fun (laughs) and she didn't really have any like creative thinking or like contributions to society or yeah much of a contribution to her family her her life has just been about work yeah manual labor you know you get up you get to work you know 
you just do the same thing each day. And that somehow is just get, kept her going because there's no thought outside of that routine. I wonder if there is. Wouldn't it be interesting if you could just like get inside somebody's head and like <laughs> learn what it's like to be them for sure a day? I mean, I I think I know her well enough to say like her her outside thoughts had to do with religion. Mm, God, and Jesus, and Jehovah, and yeah, Jeepers, and all that. Oh sure, and the Bible, the Holy Bible, and whatever. Yeah. And jeepers. I mean, I remember her really socking it to me when I told her I was going to be a vegetarian one time. Oh, because God said you got to eat them animals. Yeah. Is that what he said? Something like that. <laughs> and I was like... I guess she's not what? a Seventh-day Adventist, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> not as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're vegetarian, I think, on biblical grounds or something like that. So but, perhaps she's... um you know, uh, somehow immortal because she has forgotten to ask life's questions. She is definitely immortal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, I said something when we were talking about her. Like, you know, she she's never going to let go of this mortal coil. And you're like, what the fuck is mortal coil? Because, you know, it's like, it's just a saying, right? Another saying. Sayings yeah. with Team Babe. Sayings. This is the sayings episode. This is the sayings channel. <laughs> there actually is a theme to this episode, but I think we're just keeping it so nice and low energy that we can just settle into this, you know. Just be cool, man. Just just do it. Do the damn thing. Anyway, yeah, the mortal coil thing. Yeah, and it's like the the saying is shuffling off this mortal coil or something like that. Like, and that's Shakespeare, I guess, from Hamlet. And uh, it's interesting, like, thinking about that. And, like, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Shakespeare, but I couldn't remember what, so I looked it up, and then, you know, it's part of that whole to be or not to be, like, part of Hamlet, which is wild reading that. But it's weird thinking about that because, like, the main character in the story, Hamlet, is, like, you know, contemplating death and stuff like that and suicide and all these like heavy things and like talking about like shuffling off this mortal coil but like if i do what you know what am i gonna yeah what Uh what are my dreams gonna consist of you know Uh and all this weird shit and i'm like it's so so like self-aware and like gam gam has no (laughs) (laughs) self-awareness oh don't call her that I would never call her Gim that. Gam <laughs> You never called uh, like Grammy or Gam Gam or Grandma? Well, I had um, some grandparents that I called Popo and Browner. Popo and Browner? Yes. The, the classic. <laughs> I never <laughs> called anybody Gam Gam or Grammy. And I never <laughs> called anybody Grandmother. Yeah. So. Both of my grandmas were Grammy. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a Midwestern thing. I think. Is it? I think grandma's kind of just the standard, but Southern also. Grandmother? Um, What's grandmother? You got me from Connecticut or some shit like that. Really? You know? Oh yeah, that's been snooty. I'm start saying that. Grandmother. My grandmother. I mean, you know, that's like. Yeah, you kind of have to put on like a little bit of a New England or like at least like at British. least New England or a little British mm-hmm. accent or something if you're gonna start talking like that, right? 
What about Nana? Nana? I don't know. You ever call anybody Nana? Never. Me neither. Unless their name was Nana. That'd be weird. Somebody named their kid Nana. Yeah, it just or reminds Gam-Gam. me of a goat, unfortunately. Yeah, a nanny goat. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, so shuffle off this immortal coil. Um, Shakespeare, your your grandma. <laughs> she's not going to shuffle. Well, she kind of wobbles, but she's not a shuffler yet. So you uh, you asked yourself a existential question here. Yeah. You said, would the world have been a better place if my grandma had not existed? Yeah. Which is a good question because I have asked myself many times, what is the purpose of your existence? Well, you said it's because then I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. And Team Babe would not exist. So that is Gam Gam's <laughs> contribution, and that is why she hasn't. Well, that's not. She could have shuffled off the moral coil, like coming up on. Well, I won't say. I won't blow up your spot and say how many years you're coming up on. It's such a secret, you know. <laughs> I don't like to tell people my. No, you like. I know. It's Hollywood, man. It's a Hollywood scene. I know. You're shaving years. Because everybody <laughs> is shaving years, right? Sure. So it's like it's like doping and cycling, you know. Everybody mm. was doing it. Mm-hmm. So like, who's guilty? So do you think I should not give up my modeling dreams just yet because I'm so young? I think I think so. <laughs> I think, I was I think too you old. should give them up. No, I'm just joking. I was too old for the shit. Like 18, I was a dinosaur. Were you like, I'm getting too old for this shit? Are you saying stuff like that, like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon? Oh yeah. Yeah. All the time, right? For sure. Can you pass me that wine? <laughs> <laughs> this is one drawback of like trying out new angles and shit. It's like... Here, my darling. Tell me a story. <laughs> oh, sure. I'll tell you a story. So, um, you know, since we're keeping everything so light and fluffy and, and we're not talking about death, um, I am going to reread one of my favorite books. Oh, it's about death. <laughs> <laughs> what good! What a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's called a dirty job by All Christopher right. Moore. Yeah, and um, the I'm, sewer harpies. Oh yeah, it's got it all. The hellhounds. The vampires. Um, death. Minty fresh. Minty fresh and his little baby. Yeah. I mean. It's, I might read it after you're done. That it's might, got that'd be fun. Thrift stores in San Francisco, and I haven't read like a fun, kind of fun book in a while. Well, see, I haven't read a book in so long that I can't even remember what the last book I read was. But it wasn't fiction. I have spent five years reading nonfiction. Five years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you got to mix it up. Nonfiction is great. You can learn a ton of stuff, I guess. But like. I mean, magazines are nonfiction. Yeah. And uh, business books are nonfiction. And I've even written some nonfiction. <laughs> I've written procedural manuals and employee handbooks. I've really, I've really delved into the nonfiction, you know? You've done a deep dive, for sure, into the, into the world of nonfiction. The technical realms. Writing. Anyway. Yeah, and reading. I hate writing stuff like that. I hate it. I absolutely despise it. It sucks the ever-living life out of me. 
And so, sorry. My thought is that <laughs> it's okay. I gotta make money, you know. Your thought is that reading a fun book about death will revive me, rejuvenate, and your make soul. me feel more alive. You see, that's cool. Yeah, because I laughed my ass off the first time I read that book. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, like, silly escape, just a like a fantasy. Um, but set in the real world, so it um, it's not set on like Mars or something. Yeah, if it's set on Mars, I wouldn't fucking read it. But Those Christopher Moore books are pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I could stand to read one again. And th- it's been these ten, pl- ten plus years, yeah. Probably. And these books, the A Dirty Job and You Suck, um, both of those are love stories. Yeah. So there's romance. Okay. <laughs> and believe it or not. I actually started out, like, before I met you, I was, like, a hopeless romantic. You mean you weren't, like, typing out, like, procedural manuals at 16 and stuff? No, I remember. <laughs> you were you writing, do? writing love poems and deep and gothic purpleness. You turned into Prince for a while. The artist, the artist formerly known as Babe, we call you now. Mm. Uh, but yeah it was like a purple rain for a while i know you hated it but it was fun while it lasted yeah purple rain did prince ever ever do any like wordplay with that like because like you know if i was like trying to do something cool for prince like if i was you know prince's producer or something like that Uh oh um (laughs) i mean he's dead you know now so this is obviously in the past or whatever but purple rain like r-e-i-g-n you know mm. like there could have been like mm. a cool like legacy tie-in oh, yeah there, a- that exists or something. it does but in the drag world i mean that's used a lot you know because like drag queens queens rain you know and oh i see yeah you know that's not in of- so not in the context of prince but in the context of queen they might use prince as like a theme the purple rain night you know where all the queens dress up you know like the artist uh i I was uh re-listening to an episode of uh harmontown recently uh one of the earlier ones where uh it was halloween and they all um well not they all but several people who were in the podcast and attended the podcast like came dressed as jareth from uh uh um labyrinth labyrinth uh jesus christ labyrinth uh on for halloween or whatever you know why okay let me let you in a little secret you know i love that movie right yeah and i love you know the whole jareth and sarah romance and everything it's so inappropriate but you know it's really it makes for a good movie yeah um they have or they did um they had a ball each year the labyrinth ball and there was tons of people in la that like had a full-blown david bowie like look-alike thing going on and people would make costumes for this thing and have the whole masquerade ball and it like when i found out about that my mind like totally exploded i was just like what it's like a thing you can go to in real life oh like can you dance in a bubble they had bubbles and all this stuff. they had the whole thing Okay. They had the bubble machine, just like, uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, I really feel like I missed out, and I never went. And uh, you know, it's okay. 
Yeah. I'm sure that once coronavirus uh, weathers up and blows away, <laughs> bring it back, you know? Oh, so that was going up until recently still. It was annual. Oh, okay. It was like an LA fixture. Was it uh, Halloween? Um, no. It's like a Comic Con kind of thing, huh. but just specifically for people that love Labyrinth. Oh, my God. Fantasy. So there's that. You know, like, I hated that movie when I was a kid. I've come around, like, you know, to. I, it's a shitty movie. Why did you hate it as a kid? I just. I thought it was uh, annoying. I didn't like. Um, muppets really oh when i was a kid like they kind of freaked me out a little bit like it's just weird like these little carpet creatures like Mm. dude that shit that that animal's fur is like like on the ground over there and my grandma's what's going on yeah exactly (laughs) except like green or so it's like so is that where charlie gets it from because charlie is scared to death of that movie because uh, of muppets really yeah. I don't know. I think that's I think that might be a fairly common thing, but I did have like friends and people who I knew as a kid who were totally into it. Yeah. And then I just wasn't. I was like, I don't know, dude. This sucks. <laughs> and it really is a bad movie, but it's like, you know, there's there's a bunch of nostalgia wrapped up in it and stuff. Mm. And they were talking about the inappropriate relationship. Between uh, Bowie, between the uh, the Goblin King and uh, Sarah, Sarah, turn back, Sarah. <laughs> oh no, Sarah! It's too late. <laughs> turn back. Anyway, um, yeah, and uh, I mean, I think I've thought about this too, but uh, I think like the Goblin King is sort of like supposed to be her, like, um, like she's coming of age, right? She's like going through puberty or whatever, so it's like her like like girlhood fantasy, cr- uh, fantasy yeah. you know, yeah. of this like sexy prince. weird prince dude yeah. who's like forty five well, with course. like a giant cod piece <laughs> as you do and the most ridiculous fucking clothes and yeah. I mean, he's walking through an M C Escher <laughs> fucking staircase and all this stuff. It's like what. <laughs> Well, I actually liked that. Um, it was interesting for me because it was like uh, she doesn't really seem much like a kid, even though she actually was a kid at the time. She just looks way older, like as an actor. But I think she you was. Can relate to that? She was probably only thirteen, like when they filmed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I can kind of relate to that. So she's running around, kind of acting like a kid, but she doesn't look like one. And she's being so obnoxious. And there's this this whole yeah, and she's very bratty. You know, it's so unfair. <laughs> but there's the the redeeming parts of that movie are like her um, introspection, uh, and then um, it's funny too. I mean, it's just silly, you know. But, but I like silly, and you know, the, the silly costumes don't bother me. <laughs> um, I like a good theme, so yeah, that's why I like it. it it's visually like very. Very, very appealing strongly thematic for yeah. sure visually just not in the story department do you like that song though now the, the one that almost made it to this mixtape <laughs> i mean no you still don't like it not really the bowie song yeah why what well, aren't they all bowie songs yeah <laughs> and that and this and i'm saying this 
it's not really how anybody would sing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're fucking crazy. <laughs> but oh, that, yes. That is how he sang. Like, he never sang any other way. <laughs> but you like other David Bowie stuff. Well, I don't know, man. It's so, like, strangely, like, it's got crazy butt rock guitar. I mean, it's, like, so bad, it's all, it's cool. You yeah. know how things like that happen? Yeah, you know how you it's don't... It's not good. You don't really have any nostalgia or anything, so... I forget everything that happens. It's hard, it's hard for you to relate to the, um, yeah, sort of romantic undertones, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we wanted to keep it nice and light and just fun, I think, this week and stuff. Well, right? we failed. Um, <laughs> and so you're welcome. You're welcome for that. I mean, we are here to entertain. This Some people might call this entertainment, right? Yeah, nobody has yet. Mm, that's true. Uh, aside from the hundreds of thousands of like you know weekly listeners and viewers that we get mm-hmm. those people all call it entertainment yeah but nobody has said that directly to us in person well we have never asked anyone what would you call this so maybe we should do that two idiots talking about bullshit tangents for an hour or something maybe that's that's what i picture that's kind of like what seinfeld started out as so maybe, yeah. there's, maybe there's hope <laughs> Yeah, if I could get some of that Seinfeld money, that'd be great. Well, you better work, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With an E, work. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is still the COVID-19 mixtape, though. Yeah, it is. Babe, let's not forget about that. I ain't forgetting about it. Did you forget? No. Okay. Never forget. Because I think, never forget, like 9-11, you know? Like, we'll never forget that it's the COVID-19 mixtape. And we're getting into the latter stages of, we're almost this, done. of this bad boy. We're going to wrap this mixtape up. This is number 17, I believe. Yeah. and we Track only, number 17 of the mixtape. We only have 19 tracks total. That means there's only two more after this. Right, because it's the COVID-19. That's right. So 17, which is this, 18, 19. And then yep. Sayonara, baby. we have to figure out something else to do with our lives. Just like I had to figure out something to do after I stopped playing Zelda. Mm. That was a sad day, you know? oh, I still think back on it. I wish <laughs> I could go back in time. If I could turn back time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and go back to like just the first time I discovered the game and just be like, oh, I'm like a kid again. Ooh, look at the grass. Waving in the wind. Wow. So beautiful. I envy that. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Um, Great game. Anyway, yeah, so that, that's taking us a little bit off topic there, but... Thanks, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> we keep it on track, dude. You fucking idiot. Yeah, let's get down to business, Yeah, get down we? to business, man. We got, we got things to talk about here. Yeah. Dude. So, yeah. So, anyway, what is track number 17 of this stupid mixtape that we're doing for 19 <laughs> weeks? <laughs> Wait, before I announce it. Yeah. Um, I think when we started this mixtape, we our intention was that we would be at the end of the COVID uh, crisis. At yeah. At the end of the 19 weeks. 
I think we thought maybe that was the duration of the worst part. I th- I knew that this was possible, but I was like, well, probably what will happen is, like, probably it'll be over. Everything will be kind of, like, people doing normal shit, which they kind of are doing, but they shouldn't be right now. Well, they, uh, they are, for sure. They're but, definitely doing normal but shit, but I they guarantee you, be. by the time we get to 19, we will not be doing the normal shit anymore. We'll go so back. They're going to have to, like, rename the disease. yeah to like like have a higher number so we can keep doing the next day (laughs) is that what you're saying no (laughs) no but what i mean is that um i think we thought that this we would only need one new track each week to keep yourself entertained yeah for the duration of the coronavirus and then it would then cease to exist uh but that's not the case so perhaps you'll have to play it again (laughs) play it again sam (laughs) Yeah, you might have to re-listen to the COVID-19 mixtape. We do have some more. Hey, we have some other ideas. Some bonus tracks, There's too. some reject tracks. That didn't make it and yeah. didn't make the cut. And I'll tell you what. We spent a lot of time on this. Yeah. Too and much time. <laughs> somebody's been eyeballing like a tape deck, a tape machine. Yeah. Dub, dubbing system online. Yeah. One yeah. of our producers. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And uh, well, I don't know. Things might happen. So keep your ear to the ground on that. Anyway, this is a fucking great song. Number 17 is a wonderful song called Comfort Eagle by Cake off of their 2001 album by the same name, Comfort Eagle. That was very nice. That was a nice introduction. I I wish we were welcoming them to the stage. I know. And we have a big surprise for everyone tonight. (laughs) Everybody put your hands together (laughs) Um, for Cake. Yeah, this is a great song. Um, there were a lot of contenders for the slot, but this song made the cut because it's nice and tight and sharp around the corners. Tight and sharp. Yeah. Yeah, man. It just didn't work to put one in here that was all wishy-washy and funky-dunky. So here we are. And uh, <laughs> um, it's also nice that like Cake is a Sacramento band and a delicious uh dessert oh uh, yeah that yeah. i can't eat most of the time yeah i did make you a cake one time that you could eat oh it was good that was a long time ago <laughs> yeah fuck it what do i what, do i look like i need a bunch of cake <laughs> <laughs> who needs cake i mean come on some people do sure some people are like is there cake <laughs> is there birthday cake uh yeah What's the fucking cake? That's my grandma for you. Oh, right? Oh, there's a grandma story. I heard that she grabbed <laughs> the fucking cake at like a birthday party for a kid that she went to. Yeah. She's just like, what the fuck is that? And like, Uh-huh. Like a baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like a cake that had trucks on it. Like She went to pick it up or something. She's like. But it was frosting. It was a frosting truck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the truck shit. of my dreams, the frosting truck. <laughs> Give me that frosting. The oh. bear, the bear sugar dreams. Um, <laughs> oh yes, I'm set. My I'm salivating right now. <laughs> so like, uh, I I do really love cake. I, I not the dessert, but the band, and uh, like, you know their original album that came out in the 90s was 
really good. But then, like, I kind of forgot about them for, like, a really long time. Hmm. And I didn't even realize that they had put out so much music until, you know, like, many years went by. Like, ten years went past. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, this band has been, like, really busy making all kinds of cool music. Yeah. You know? Totally. I mean, this album came out in 2001, but I didn't hear it until yeah. 2006 or 2007 or something yeah. like that. And when I did, then I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Uh, what is this? I'm science? an opera singer. I stand on painted tape. Like all, the lyrics are fucking They're really great. good. Really good. Um, And the, like the Rick James song. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah. It's a great album. And this song just fits so perfectly to me. I don't know. Give us your interpretation. Of course, you know, if you don't think it does, then let us know. Uh, but uh, the like, if you just check out the lyrics, like it's got all this shit about kind of like pop culture, consumer culture, consumerism. Like yeah. it's just sort of like this driving song like uh, that's sort of like preaching like the um the narrator singer is like sort of a prophet or a preacher of some kind right. or whatever but the religion is like money money and consumer culture yeah and that is kind of the religion honestly of many religions <laughs> um you know like like tammy faye and uh, in Jim Baker, you know, they were the originators. They were like the originators of QVC, to be honest. Were they? They were. I mean, if you think about it, because back in the seventies, no one was really doing the call in, call in, and give us your money, except for like Jerry Lewis doing like the telethon to raise money for sick people. Mm. Well, that's a you know good cause and makes sense. But you know, churches got a hold of that, and then they were like, call in you know right now <laughs> if you want to be saved if you want to be huh. healed and we will send you you know this free thing this free book this free photo this letter whatever and i don't know if you ever watched the late night preachers or whatever but no i mean i've seen like little video clips and stuff all i think of when i think of tammy faye baker is like her mascara like yes just like everywhere like yes. after like maybe jim baker went to prison or some shit oh because she was crying in the interview right? yeah yeah she yeah. always had about six or seven layers of mascara on. yeah and i just remember <laughs> i don't even know if this is like a true memory or if this is like a snl sketch like no you know, I, I think there was some a send up of what happened well or whatever. there was probably that too but um yeah yeah and so this whole idea that like there's some person right who is going to Make all your dreams come true, whether that's Tammy Faye or a record yeah. producer or Donald Trump or whatever. It's just kind of like this ridiculous notion that you're going to believe in this person who's selling you. They're selling you something. Totally. <laughs> yeah. The whole vibe of the song is like this sort of like Trump-esque uh, yeah. gilded like you know huckster bullshit yeah you know we're building right. a religion we're making it bigger we're widening the corridors and adding more lanes right because so I many love the people line about the pendant keychains we're now right. accepting colors for these pendant keychains but that's qvc like right that's like turning the religion into qvc because like 
obviously home shopping doesn't have anything to do with God. So yeah. when you call it, but it's the same idea. It's like, we're presenting this opportunity, you mm-hmm. know, it's a limited time offer. Like you got to get in on it now. Yeah. You know, we're now, now we're going to turn on the phone line and that means that you can call lucky you the phone is going to be picked up when you dial the number ooh la la and when you get through we're gonna sell you something <laughs> totally and only six or you're just gonna donate it to us right for like the prayer line or whatever and that's that you don't even usually get a keychain <laughs> yeah you get a you get a special feeling in your you get heart a receipt in the mail that you can <laughs> right off or something like that sure if you're lucky (laughs) yeah yeah um it's uh it's this crazy thing and i guess why why to me it relates to the covid crisis and stuff is like it feels like america the west many places in the world but especially here are just sort of going through these last like kind of pathetic Maybe they won't be the last. They probably won't, but it feels like it could be like gasps of this kind of thing where we're just trying to like, no, if we just believe, if we just like try to prop this thing up, like that's kind of, you know, been Trump's kind of whole thing Mm -hmm. or whatever, where it's just like, no, we're just going to deny that this is an issue, deny that this is an issue and just keep on and we got to open on easter because i like easter it's my favorite holiday all this you know shit and it's all wrapped up in religion and stuff too yep and like it's just it's so pathetic well i personally don't understand how you can i mean i can't from my perspective believe in a person like that you know like like an, jesus like an all well <laughs> Well, I wasn't talking about Jesus. I'm talking about a preacher, a, a you know, a minister, the president, a politician, like a person, a priest, a rabbi, just a person who is saying something that makes sense to you. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but when you like believe in them to the point where you you lose all logic and reason, you know, but it happens all the time. And it's very evident because I think today or yesterday or something, uh, Pence, Vice President Pence, put on a mask. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, you know, even in this little corner of the globe, people are like, I, I guess I'm going to have to oh, wear a mask. Look. Oh, I mean, Pence put one on. So it just goes to show you the power that people wield. Yeah. And I think that the song is a great example of the power that like people wield over artists and like take advantage of them and just kind of bleed them dry and expect too much and promise them things that can never happen. And artists are really, really vulnerable to that kind of thing. Um, Mm. You know, because they're very sensitive and they want to like believe that someone wants to help them or they see their potential. Are you talking about like Cake was talking about the music business or something? Yeah. I mean, that seems fairly obvious or whatever, yeah. but it applies to other. It applies to all kinds of stuff. Other situations. But like, there's just you know, so many overlaps in all these different areas. Yeah. Politics, religion, entertainment. Resistance is useless. It's useless <laughs> to resist it. 
his cigarette <laughs> is burning, but he never seems to ash. Yeah, like his magic. You yeah, know, he's, he's like he's so grooming his poodle, grooming his poodle by the kidney shaped pool. I mean, hey, there's like a part of me that definitely wants to groom my poodle by a kidney shaped pool. But I hope that if I ever get there, uh, it's not because I fuck somebody over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Speaking of fucking somebody over, the vibe of this also reminded me of that show that we watched. I don't remember if we talked about it ever or not on here, but uh, that um, On Becoming a God in Central Florida show. Yeah, that was a weird one. Because like that's all, that's got all this weird like like commercialism and success deity like yeah. vibe like wrapped up in it. Yeah. Because it's about this whole like mar- multi-level marketing thing. And or the whatever. believing in that one powerful person who's the keeper of the keys of the pyramids game or whatever yeah uh-huh yeah yeah and kirsten dunce was really good in that show that was a good show it was very strange but it was like very true to life i think it's just like people are desperate for a leader you know yeah it's really weird and psychedelic at yeah. times too yeah like that surprised me anyway yeah check out uh on becoming a god in central florida yeah if you get a chance it's kind of kind of cool it is cool good clothes yeah too. and by the way could you have more fucking words in your show name unbecoming a on god becoming a god in central florida i wouldn't have named it that jesus christ like did they test that i doubt it because it's nowhere near as snappy as team babe two words <laughs> two words only i mean you can remember that right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the only way they could have made it worse was if they called it, like, Water Mazer. (laughs) (laughs) Our old band name. That's a horrible name. (laughs) And um, I think I revealed to you why we ended up with that name. Because I was tired of arguing about it. (laughs) And you were just like... And I was like... Move past it? Let's move on. Okay. Let's move on and um, make music and get a gig. (laughs) You can call it whatever you want. Too practical, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got to wait to do that gig for like 25 to 30 years until you really have everything polished, you know, and you have all the right equipment. And I did it. I did that gig and I did it with all the wrong equipment and I did it all unprepared. And you know what? It made no difference because it was in somebody's garage. (laughs) And it wasn't. Is that when you were like, yeah, this is over? No. No, that wasn't. You were still in it. No, I was still in it. I was like, let's do the next gig. Well, yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> we never did the other gig. Yeah. But it wasn't like Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like the Knicks and the Bulls in 93 in Madison Square Garden. Not at all. No. Nope. No. It Not was at all. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It was more like, um, hmm. What's a what's a team you've never heard of before? Oh, the Enterprise Hornets um, versus the Shasta Wolves. Mm. That was more like what Talking it was like. Talking about the River Bowl, or wait, that's probably football. <laughs> I'm talking about the Shasta County High School teams. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite lines from this song is, um, "What does he say?" Do you something need- about. Uh, something cardboard shelters and tents oh right uh yeah anyway i can't remember but it's cool like ignoring the problems of the world and you know pretending you're better corporate events you're better than the homeless people totally yeah 
There's a lot of that goes on these days, you know? Yeah, it's sort of uh, prescient for today. I heard that they're going to put homeless people in hotels. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. They tore down that big-ass hotel in Reading. Oh, That was, God. like, condemned or whatever. The Reading Inn. Yeah. Such a lovely place. It's so nice to see that whole, like, that half of the block flattened. Oh, it's so much better. that place was, like, such a den of, like... Oh. It was literally, like, a crack den. Yeah. Like, after they closed, like, people... Like junkies were just breaking in there and doing drugs and selling drugs and yeah, human trafficking, prostitution, and all this shit. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, it was. Cr- it got really crazy. That's a that's an oldie. That's like a that's like a seventies mm. establishment. <laughs> Not anymore, man. Now, when you Google Reading, maybe the Reading Inn won't pop up. Google Reading. Don't do it. <laughs> that's a waste of time. Yeah, there's lots of good stories. <laughs> don't don't do it. Okay, don't worry. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, we were wondering how your comfort eagle life is going out there. Yeah. Are you living com- comfort eagle? Yeah. Is that even uh, possible? <laughs> I mean, some people think so. Yeah. Some people think they are living comfort eagle and that they're above, you know, science and germs. Maybe it's sort of like the kings of medieval times. Yeah, because they didn't even know about science and germs. Yes, that's right. And they all got the plague and died. You know what I mean? Not all of them, or else we wouldn't be here. But quite a lot. I don't know if we're really directly related to any kings. Though. You might not be, but oh. I am a direct descendant of the Norman kings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at you. I thought you were a direct descendant of Neanderthals. Yeah, that too. <laughs> And wild animals. Half king, half Neanderthal, half bear, uh-huh. all babe. Yeah, I like that. Let's make that your tagline. What That's you the new catchphrase, I think, for for this show. Yeah. Yeah, so we wanted to invite everybody who is living their best life, living Comfort Eagle, to uh, call our 800 number. Oh, and what is that again? 1-800-BABE-BABE-BABE. <laughs> Can you do that? That'd be 1-888-555. cool. One eight 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 five five five. Babe, 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 babe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, you know, pledge your pledge your undying love and support, um, and we will send you the Team Babe pendant keychain in the mail. Uh, all you have to do is cover shipping and handling, and not only that, but you will be inducted into the Pepsi, sponsored by Pepsi. Team Babe Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. But what about those people that drink Coke? What are they going to do? Well, some people drink Pepsi. Some people drink Coke. The Wacky Morning DJ says democracy is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Were you the DJ? Yeah. Auga. It's the Morning Zoo Show. I've never heard a DJ on the radio do that ever. You haven't? You haven't heard the Morning Zoo? No. Yeah, there's some. You can hear them. I'm listening. Yeah, Uh, some say... (laughs) I don't hear them. Some say if you hold the show to your ear just right, (laughs) you can hear the wacky morning DJ off in the distance. That might be true. Maybe next time I'll have a shell. Still being wacky. Have a shell handy. Yeah. You know? Have yourself a shell and a merry little fucking Christmas. <laughs> wow. 
All right. Well, I'm going to have to get the hook if you're going to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I to pull you off stage, kicking I, and screaming. <laughs> I like how you mentioned the uh, kidney-shaped pool thing, because that's actually lyrics from another song. What song? Rick James from oh. the same album or whatever. Oh, gotcha. Swim in your kidney, kidney-shaped pool, something. I don't remember the other part of the line. I find it funny that that was such a theme, a kidney-shaped pool, like, of the 70s. Like, that was, like, you know, you'd made it. It wasn't round or square. It was kidney-shaped, and somehow that was, like, amazing. What the fuck is so special about a kidney shape? It's, like, that it's not, it has, it's curved. That's why. Well, so it's a circle. I mean, but a kidney shape, you know, it's, like. Nobody made circle pools. Yeah. No, they're all square, dude, or rectangle. No. Yeah. Like, if you have no imagination and you're just like, I want to swim, but there's not, like, a lake or river, then you're just like, well, I'm going to dig this hole, and you just make it, like, a square, because that's easy, because it has straight lines. Are you telling me that there was no pools in the shape of a circle? Yeah. Ever? I researched it heavily. <laughs> As you could probably tell. Well, I love it how you like really draw these hard lines in the sand over the important topics, you know? Well, no, I'm just excited because I feel like I realized, I feel like I realized why the kidney shape pool is so sought after. Because it's harder to make than a, yeah. than a rectangle. Sure. Yeah, the shape is more difficult to craft. That's true. So it's like, well, somebody add extra money to like pay for that. Right, right. But when I think of a real it out. epic, everybody can go home now. Epic pool situation. I think of like the jerk, and that is a rectangle pool, because it is so symmetrical. Mm. So I think the kidney shape is really like the psychedelic sort of like you know everything got real like curvy and weird in the sixties and seventies, and oh, as man. far as like you know furniture and like like your brain is actually in your kidneys, man, and your stomach lining, <laughs> right? You're killing me. I am? <laughs> oh, shit. Wake up, Jason. Yeah, wake up. It's a new day. Yeah. Well, um, this has been wonderful. Oh, thank you. I think everybody <laughs> should uh, everybody should give this song a listen, read yeah, the lyrics. for sure. Um, we'll have it, you know, posted or whatever, yep. link to it. Yep. Um, once we get this playlist mixtape done we'll have that linked too yeah we'll have the thing. whole playlist available. so you can listen back and be like oh i remember what it was like in the first week of the rona <laughs> if you really want to revisit that yeah yeah but was... they're good songs i think that's the that's the that's the thing i think this i think this playlist is gonna hold up corona or not yeah that's my goal yeah you know and it does because these really we really did kind of like have some um, words over which ones are going to make it and which ones didn't. So had words. we slaved over a hot computer for this. Words with friends, man. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that. yeah, words with friends. Perhaps that'll happen in San Diego. We'll have words with friends. I think we will. That'd be nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Uh, just like I am always looking forward to being your babe, babe. Oh, I always look forward to being your babe too, babe. Even after the mean producer has been kind of a meanie, meanie dickhead and you had to fire Ted? 
Well, I mean, you know, there was like a couple minutes there <laughs> where I wasn't looking forward to it. But that's okay if I really get a, you know, if I really get sore about it. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Beatrix kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks again, babe. Thanks for living, laughing, loving, and learning with me. You're welcome. In this episode, this luscious, lavish, lavender, laconic laundry list of Lexapro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh. Anyway, that's nonsense. Sorry. I'll do better next time. Well, um, how about this? If I'm going to travel to the center of the labyrinth, another L word. Yeah. I'm only going to do it with you. Oh, that's sweet. Love you, babe. Love you, too.